0: Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of the Heart of Markness podcast. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Coming up on Memorial Day weekend here in the good old U.S. of A. Looking forward to a three-day weekend. It's uh, On one hand, I'm back to working almost full-time. I mean, it's five days a week, but um, it's not 40 hours a week yet, but it's, it's better. It's better. Hopefully, it's enough. Well, I mean, it's going to be enough, but, um, you know, but I got to admit, it was nice being home aside from the anxiety and existential dread and the, oh my God, what's happening to society. Uh, I like sleeping in, yo. Alrighty. Howdy, howdy. The topic of tonight's podcast is Led Zeppelin. Oh, <gasps> you don't say, I know. I figure I'd branch out. 1975, Long Beach, California, March 11th. And um, at least according to the notes that came with the recording, this is Mike Millard's first Led Zeppelin recording, or at least the first one that was extant, or at least the first one that was extant at the time that the notes for the tape were written. Anywho... Apparently there's also a soundboard recording of this night too, but the sound on this tape is perfect, perfect, nigh on perfect. The way that the tick, remember the tick, he was in a couple of TV shows that were kind of okay and a comic book in the early nineties. That was hilarious. He was nigh invulnerable. This recording is nigh perfect. just about there um and i'm featuring it first of all because i'm developing a love for the 75 shows and i was in a um chat room over the weekend of zeppelin folks and they were talking about somebody dropped the comment that everybody at another website dedicated to led zeppelin um Everybody and that site was in love. Couldn't get enough of the 75 tour. And um, I'm kind of in that state now. I I can absolutely get enough of the 75 tour because every song is 100 mile, you know, 100 hours long and it's just indulgent. But the ones that are good are really, really good. And um, I remember listening to this tape probably 30 years, at least 30 years ago, I think. I think I might have had this on vinyl or a friend of mine had it on vinyl and I had a tape of it. And um, what sticks out aside from the clarity, the insane clarity of, of, of this recording, which is again, Mike Millard with his Nakamichi and his uh, AKG stereo mics in the wheelchair. Good stuff. God bless him. Um, What's stuck out quality wise. Well, aside from the quality was um, the, the, Woodstock slash San Francisco part of Dazed and Confused. You know, if you're going to San Francisco, where Jimmy's playing that ascending and descending riff that end up being Achilles' last stand. And, uh, oh, it's Woodstock, because when Robert's saying, we are stardust, or bursts, or whatever it is. And Jimmy's doing that wah 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 with the with the wah wah. It's letter perfect, or at least it is to me. It was an imprinting, you know, like when a baby duck is born. If it sees a, a ping pong ball, it imprints that that's its mother. You know, an imprint is a hard setting, like a setting in the BIOS of a computer. It's a pain in the ass to change, and it's a little bit dangerous. Um, that's what this was with me the very first Dazed and Confused where I heard that perfectly and uh, what about the song remains the same yeah you know I never really listened to the song remains the same because back in the early days I didn't like the long long super long songs and Dazed and Confused didn't do it for me because I was very much into things like the ocean first of all the title matched the lyrics yeah it was um, it was a pain in the ass but um, in any case, this one is what did it for me. This is the one I think of when I think of "Dazed and Confused." That San Francisco, that Woodstock, sorry, from "Dazed" is what's in my head when I think of it. That's 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 the that's the that's the picture next to the dictionary entry in my mind, um, sonically. But um, I'm endeavoring to not babble for 15 minutes before we play music because we have a 30-minute "Dazed and Confused" to get through. And um, when trying to find the songs, because every song, almost almost every song, is at least ten minutes long, and um, if I play with the dazed and confused, I, it would be at least an hour of music. What's the problem with that, Mark? Well, not everybody wants that, and since I'm part of, and not, and you know, and I don't want that necessarily unless it's unbelievable, like you have to hear this. As I've done, sometimes I'm like, sorry, man, it's an hour and a half podcast. You have to hear every note of it. It's that important. This one, it's Dazed and Confused. It's a great days and Confused. And um, I don't know what's in my mind or in the collective minds. 75 never had a good uh, reputation to me because the recordings I've heard, including this one, were not unbelievably tight and succinct and on the ball and high energy like the 71 and 70 shows are. Um, but they are awesome and they're really, 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 really fun. The ones where the band is on and it's not like 77 where, I mean, I tried to find a 77 show to play cause it's underrepresented on the, on the podcast. Um, but I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. Even the stuff where it's like, well, that was really good. Um, the best of 77 unless it's the acoustic set unless that acoustic set was taped by mike millard or was from cleveland on the 27th of april which was the first one i'd heard so that is imprinted in my mind as their acoustic set um uh, i i i would rather listen to just about anything unless it's 1980 than uh 77 unless it's exceptional unless i'm really in the mood uh, I tried listening to a New York show last night. I think it was the 13th of June, 77. Um, but, ugh, I don't know. Maybe just the vibe is what I don't like. I mean, the playing is certainly a drop in quality. And and I don't know. I don't know. See, Shit. All right. We're starting to ramble again. Focus. Focus. You can do this. You're a grown-up. You're a strong, independent woman. Okay. Hi. What I was saying was, in selecting the songs for tonight, I reached out to the community because, my goodness gracious, we have a community. And it's been very active and more and more active. And it seems like the more energy I put into it, I get energy tenfold back. And... So I asked the folks on the twitters and in the Facebook group what songs stand out to you. Like obviously I'm playing Dazed and um I got a I got a list of of about 5 songs. I'm not going to play them all, but the ones I liked some people said Sick again. I don't like that song. I don't like it on the album. It it's it's after like Hats off to Roy Harper on those lists of like what what's the worst Zeppelin song? And everyone has to have the caveat. Led Zeppelin really didn't put out any shitty songs because of Led Zeppelin was perfect. However, um, I don't like "Sick Again." I don't know. I don't. I don't like it at all. I don't like it on "Physical Graffiti." I don't like. I don't like it. So we'll feature it someday because I want to feature everything. The same way you'll notice I haven't featured um, like "Misty Mountain Hop" or "Friends." Or that's the way. I don't think I have the things I don't listen to. Because, first of all, I don't know which one is the best one ever. And, second of all, there's no way I would know because I don't like it. I mean, it's like, Mr. Donahue, yes? Would you like to be kicked in the nuts? I, I would not. Well, if you would, how would you like to be kicked in the nuts? Uh, I, I, I don't I don't want to be kicked in the nuts. There's, there's, you can't put a bow on it <laughs> and make it good. Um... <laughs> All right. All right. Drifting again. Drifting again. All right. So we know what we're going to do. Let's just listen to Over the Hills and Far Away. Okay. It's kind of a barometer that I use and, and other people do, too. This is not my thing for um, like, how's the show going to go? Jimmy um, is over the hills and far away. You can you can gauge a lot. I mean, Jimmy shifts gears as he either comes out of a stupor or goes into one or or hits the groove and rides it, and has moments of brilliance. Like in 77, there's there, there's songs where he's amazing. And then you get to 1980, where there's phrases that he plays that are amazing. Um, 75, he's pretty on it. Sometimes he's a little sloppy, which I understand, because A, more drugs, more partying. B, broken finger. So more drugs, more alcohol to numb the pain, because imagine the pain of a broken finger. And then the muscle and tendon pain of compensating you know when you twist your ankle and you walk a little funny then everything's fucked up (sighs) all right all right right. ladies and gentlemen over the hills and far away it's a good one the recording is insanely good insanely good and the sound is good and it's all good yo all right over the hills and far away march 11th 1975 see you in a few starts like this That was lovely. It's a fun song. It's a pretty song, and it's it's good. It's it's good to hear Jonesy and Bonzo lock in, and just get in that groove, that bum 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 bum, and let Jimmy go off. And I like it because it's an unusual mode in which Jimmy plays for that song. It's not blues bass. You know, at least directly. Uh, it, it's neat. You don't get to hear him stretch out in that mode much. Um, I used to know what it was. For some reason, I'm thinking Aeolian, but I don't know. In any case, it's neat. Let us move along, shall we? The 75 Tour, in support of physical graffiti. I think it was out at this point. I should look that up. You know what? Watch this live in the future hope this works hey Siri what was the release date for Led Zeppelin's physical graffiti we'll see physical graffiti remastered by Led Zeppelin was released on February 24th 1975 that's fucking terrifying (laughs) yet easy and convenient and that's how they get us all right (laughs) (laughs) February 24th, 1975. This is March 11th, 1975. Ergo, the people in this concert were familiar with Physical Graffiti. That's nice. Let's listen to... I've got Cashmere queued up here because I like it. I typically don't like 75 Cashmere's. They're a little uh, primitive in a way, like everybody's feeling their way around it, or it just hasn't... But in any case, uh, Jonesy has his Mellotron set up and good to go, and they're going to play us some Kashmir, and I like this. It is strong. It is strident. Robert's in good voice, and, you know, the clarity of this recording makes it a pleasure. Sometimes something like this on a a subpar recording or a dry soundboard that doesn't have a great sound, it, it sounds a little less appealing, But now you get a little bit more life and you get the sound of the crowd and you get the uh, sound of of the arena instead of just a dry soundboard tone. It's good stuff. Plus, it's cashmere. So uh, let's listen to cashmere again. Not again. Let's listen to it for the first time. It's again for me, first time for you. I had to go in and make sure it was safe. See you in a bit.
1: Hard to fill my dream.
0: these guys had I mean it's a beautiful song Kashmir is is everything everything they say it is, it lives up to every bit of hype, it's just as majestic as they say the time signatures are cool and uh, if I were a good person I would have looked up why rhythmically it's super cool Um, if I remember correctly shit, I'm sorry guys, I should have looked this up because it's really cool if I knew it with precision Um, I believe Bonzo's playing a different time signature than the rest of the group so that you know and it works it works but every X number of measures they sync up again for that one boom and it really affects it man why don't you look it up and and you get a gold star but aside from the fact that cashmere is awesome the the the, the album version of cashmere is spectacular and it's thanks to jonesy because jimmy's guitar riff is cool but what makes it insane is Bonzo, of course, and then Jonesy being able to play the Mellotron and on the album write the arrangement for the string and the brass. It's all them. That's their powerhouse. They're all brilliant, all of them. And and it's it's why and Kashmir is a perfect encapsulation of, of of why that is, and it's a manifestation of that as well it's an amazing song and doing it in 1975 with 1975 technology and relying on the Mellotron to provide everything melodically that Jimmy Page doesn't in that song. And it's a lot. Um, That's why they, they call out Jonesy for that. And, and the calling out of Jonesy preceded this um, as the end of the rain song. But, um, they hear it before this song and after the rain song. Jonesy's playing while Robert's doing his Robert talk, and um, just like bam, bam 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 bam, just tuning it because the Mellotron is a series of rotating tapes, and each key instead of being like a synthesizer, which replicates a sound wave. Or these days, a sampler that, that just plays a digital sample of whatever, like I need a middle C in cello. Here's a cello playing middle C. Um, this instead has, for however many keys it has, each key has a rotating tape loop playing that note in whatever instrument you have it loaded for. It's really old school. It's super complicated analog stuff. That works because it's remarkably complicated and really finicky. And can you imagine tuning that? Tapes and then the stage lights as it gets hotter and hotter, raining down. And I don't know what color the thing was, but it probably was a dark color, which makes it warmer. Plus, the stage gets warm and uh, tape stretches. And then it gets cold in the truck when they're driving. Tapes contract and because it's analog, if it stretches, it changes pitch. So keeping that fucking thing in tune was a nightmare. So it was very meticulous, very hard to do. And oftentimes things, if it's not perfectly in tune, it sounds a little shambal. It sound it sounds a little shitty. And, um, in the same way that when Jimmy's guitar isn't in tune Like I think it was the Rain song Or the song remains the same The 12 string that Jimmy played uh, Robert said was out of tune But that wasn't really the case uh, It was just Jimmy wasn't He had sticky fingers The guitar I think was in tune And you know Sometimes Jimmy Page has sticky fingers and Sometimes he doesn't I guess he did at the beginning of the show Still was good um. But let's move ahead shall we as Bill Burr says, plowing ahead. Ah, uh, what do I want to play for you now? We got cashmere. I'm gonna follow I'm not gonna go in, in order of the songs because then we'd have to play dazed and confused. And you can't play a half an hour song and then follow it up with something else because you the focus is broken. The audience is tired. So, um, you know, let's play one of the people in the Facebook group. Oh, I think it was David, who I believe is a patron. So I am bound by blood. Suggested the whole lot of love and the funk thing. And my initial reaction was no, because Jimmy, towards the end of the show, by the end of the show, the Les Paul is a little sloppy. It's a little out of tune. And with his guitar tone, unless he is dead spot on, it sounds a little yucky to these ears. But I listen to it and it's fun and sometimes the funk thing doesn't work because sometimes Jimmy it's it, it's it's almost always Jimmy. Um can't lock in because it's tight. It's better up better up better up up. It's fast, fast, fast ass shit. Not easy to play. And it really, really syncopated and the time it's it, it's tough. It's tough to play good funk like that, that James Brown kind of holy shit funk. James Brown was James Brown because he was a taskmaster and he was a perfectionist and his band was insanely tight. In fact, I think it was him. Maybe it was Buddy Rich, but I think it was, I think it might've been James Brown who, um, if you made a fuck up, if you fucked up during the show or had an oops, a daisy, um, he would find you, you know, it may not be a lot, maybe like five bucks, but you know, if, if you screw something up and he, he would catch it, and he would catch it because he was his focus before he went off the rails with the angel dust um, and the speed. Uh, what was insane? He would find you. And, and thus, they could play these ridiculously fast, almost staccato rhythms with, with precision. And um, that's not something Jimmy was always up to every night. But he was tonight. And it's fun it's fun. They don't do sex machine, or at least they don't do the sex machine that I love with the baby, baby, baby. Yeah. I just love that too. Even though that is sloppy as hell. All right. We're again a rambling, pull it in, tighten it up, be a professional Mark. I am a professional Mark. I've been a Mark all my life. All right. Let's listen to a whole lot of love. It's a short whole lot of love. It's not a bluesy whole lot of love in 75. It's not all those great rock and roll medleys. It's one whole lot of love, theremin and funk, theremin and funk, theremin and funk, the end. For seven minutes, you're going to like it. I think you will like it. It's a lot of fun. And the band is tight, and you you just shake your head. Even if you don't like the funk, how can you not like the funk? Everybody likes the funk. All right, listen up.
1: Everything's your
0: Yikes. that was an abrupt cut sorry but then it just goes into hey, hey, mama said the way you move and I sang it with more gumption and precision than they played it so you ain't missing nothing folks and let's not forget you can always download this show from my website heartofmarkness.com. Once I get it uploaded, it's a big one because it's a 75 show. So, like, it's like a gig and a half. So, I'm going to upload that after I finish recording this. So, hopefully, by tomorrow, which is Friday, um, or at least by the weekend, it'll be up and you can download the whole heck and doodle show. See, I didn't say goddamn. <laughs> so, and you can enjoy it. You really enjoy it. It's a great, I mean, if you can listen to three CDs worth of 1975 Led Zeppelin in one sitting, go for it. I have trouble because I tend to either, I have to, I can't just have it necessarily playing in the background while I'm doing something else because as you can tell, I'm kind of scatterbrained, maybe a little bit of ADD, but, um, which means I'm either intensely focused on what I'm doing. Like if I'm gaming, I'm playing something like Civilization, and I have this show playing in the background. I don't hear it because I'm I'm focused on this. Or I do hear it, and that pulls me in, and I'm totally focused on it, which happens all the time. And then I'm not paying attention to whatever I'm watching or reading or whatever. So uh, I don't really sit through many full concerts anymore. I do try to, and I do... I do give a listen to whatever show I'm going to do for the week. Like I listened to as much of this last night as I could. I skipped Moby Dick cuz I'm I I don't think I'm ever going to be like, here's Moby Dick, see you in half an hour. It's awesome, but I don't know, maybe I will. Who knows? Who knows? I saw a um a compilation somebody uh shared with me of the ultimate Led Zeppelin concert. And it was very tongue-in-cheek, because it was like, oh, that's cool. And then upon closer inspection, it's subjectively the worst performances of every single song. Like the oh-my-God performances. And um, brilliant. Genius. Genius, genius, genius. I've met some good folks this past week and, and found some really cool new resources, and I I feel good about it. It's good to have... Different perspectives and different um, different things to draw upon, because I like this podcast and I want to I want to keep making it better and better all the time. And in order to do so, you know, I have to up my game every week a little. Uh, incremental progress is the key. But also, if I can find other sources for things, if I can find other perspectives and things like that, I can bring I can bring more to the table and more to you the valued listener. All right. Well, since I've already talked about my website, let's get the social media stuff out of the way. I am on Twitter, at Heart of Markness. Follow me if you want to. I have a Facebook group, the Heart of Markness Facebook group. Come join me if you want to. There's a bunch of cool people there, and a bunch more, and a bunch more all the time. And as I said, things are popping. There's actual like threads and discourse and back and forth and there's really nice people there. So if you like Led Zeppelin and you're on Facebook, which demographically you probably are, jump on in. Hang out. There's some good stuff there. I mean, I know there's a million Led Zeppelin groups in there, and if you're already in a million or you just don't wanna, that's totally cool, but there's good folks on there. You know the, the it, and it's uh, it's a friendly place. It's it's a place you can call home. So consider it, if you would. Then, of course, there's the aforementioned heartofmarkness.com, where you can find the podcasts, some extra stuff here and there when I get to it. And um, most importantly, where applicable, the shows that I feature. And that includes the bonus episodes that I've been doing during this whole plague business. So there's a lot of shows from other bands and other artists uh, Warren Zevon, Neil Young, Tom Petty, David Bowie. Yes. Who else? The Who. Stevie Nicks. Fleetwood Mac. Shit. A ton of people. And a ton more to come because I enjoyed doing it. Oh, Rolling Stones. Perhaps you've heard of them. <sighs> but there's also a wonderful opportunity to for you to directly support this podcast and the podcast creator, i.e., Me through these troubled times. If you want to be a patron, oh, I have a message. I'm uh, on top of my shit here. Um, if you want to be a patron, you are welcome to. If you're a patron uh, at ten dollars a month or more, you get an extra podcast every month just for you, because you're better than everyone else at that point. If you're a patron, and oh, I have to do my pod. I'm halfway through it. It's going to be a good one this month, guys. It'll be out. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. That's my he's bullshitting cough. Um, I'll get it done this weekend. I've got a couple ideas for it. And um, if I aim too big, it all falls apart. And I also just don't want to wing it and just be like, here's it's up on rent rent rent. Thanks for giving me money. But uh, it'll be a good one, guys. I'll get to that. Yes. And you can get that. And they've had some good stuff, guys. Stuff you don't have. Stuff you'll never have. And uh, what is it? can't tell you got to be a patron to find out and here we have the honor list for this month's patrons these are the folks that pay for the web hosting for com, pay for the hosting for the podcast on soundcloud <coughs> pay for that's not a bullshit cough <laughs> pay for the hosting on mega which is the file hosting platform on which i host the concerts that you download for free Every single thing costs money. Pay for the microphone with which I'm talking to you now. Thank you, Jeremy. And, uh, you know, give a little bit to yours truly. So I feel good about myself. Helps out my life, literally, because I'm not a wealthy man. So this is the kind of thing where like, it, it, it has a direct effect. It's not like, oh, look, more money. It's more like, oh, look, more money. Um, Cool beans, man. Like, I had to fix my stupid laptop last week. It was kind of a success. I didn't break it. I didn't make it worse. But uh, the fan that I replaced, there's two in there. The one that wasn't turning that I replaced still isn't turning. But in taking the laptop apart and blowing out all the little fins, it's got fins like an air conditioner. Uh, and it's it's nine or ten years old now. I blew it out with a can of air once I had it completely disassembled. And... Um, it's about 15 degrees cooler now, so it now is safe safe to go, but it's not down where I want it to be. But it's totally in an area where I, you know I don't have to worry about it, so yay. I count that as a success, along with the fact that I didn't either throw it out the window in a fury or break it due to incompetence. I was a good boy, I was meticulous, and uh, I feel good about it. All right, what's that have to do with being a patron? Nothing, other than the fact that... Um, i would love it if you were a patron (laughs) now it really helps out and uh let's hear the honor list for this month everybody all rise thank you from the bottom of my heart to avi bill brad danielle david other david mark mimo peter and tracy thank you thank you thank you it is upon your shoulders that the entire podcast rests. Thank you, you princes of Egypt, you titans of industry. Okay, we're still not done, but he's giving his wrapping it up speech. Yeah, I know, we're still not done, but he's almost an hour in. I know, we still have dazed and confused. Oh my god! Yeah, so let's get to it. We'll wrap it up. Well, we have wrapped it up. So now, what we have to do is listen to 33 Minutes of Dazed and Confused. I'm sure some of it's applause. I will trim it out. We can do this. Go to the bathroom. Talk to your kids. You know, plan for the future. Strap yourself in. Take your shoes off or put them on. And listen to this. This is why they're legends.
2: I didn't see her on the way in. <laughs> I love- ...verbal diarrhea. A long time ago, uh, when I was 19, we all got together in a room that cost $2.50 for a week, just in case it didn't work, to see if it could work. The second thing that we tried, made us sure. The first thing that we did was sign a contract. The second thing that we did, we were really sure that we should be together from now until the ultimate finale of the big bright light. And this is the second thing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. <laughs>
2: Guitar, Jimmy Page. That was a combination of. Uh,
0: well, when it works, it works. And it worked. It was really good. Did it need to be a half hour long? No. But it was 1975. Everybody else was playing. I mean, Pink Floyd, 75 and a half hour. They'd still be on the same song. And it would just be, wow, a lot of it. And I love Pink Floyd. Um, Yes, same thing. The Grateful Dead. Jesus, get me started. So uh, it's, it is of the times. Indulgence. Indulgence to the max, to the point of ego over content. And, um, but it was collectively. It wasn't just them. They were just the highest point of success and talent. And uh, therefore, the, the, the light shines on them first. But uh, I enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed it, too. All right. I'm spent. Are you? Okay. Well, thank you for listening. I'm going to get, uh, we've got Memorial Day weekend, a three-day weekend here in the States. I don't know about the rest of you folks globally. Hope everybody's doing okay. Hope everybody's healthy. Hope if you need to get back to work, you're able to get back to work, even though it's scary. I get why they're doing it. Um, I don't like the part where people are just losing their shit like monkeys because they can't do what they want. I get that. I'd like to do what I want too. um, I do have more sympathy and more empathy. I get wanting to open businesses up because you can't stay closed for months and survive most, most businesses, and, uh, you can't stay unemployed for months and survive. Most people, everybody's got to eat. So we'll get through it. It's happening one way or the other. And, uh, thank you very much for listening. I'm gonna try and get a um, maybe. Well, it's a holiday weekend. I don't know what I'll do. I'm gonna try and get at least another bonus quarantine episode out uh, before the next podcast. Uh, I gotta get the patron-only podcast finished up, and I gotta think about what I'm gonna do next week. I'm uh, I'm leaning towards the firm. What, Mark? You don't even like the firm like, yeah, I know, but, uh, maybe, maybe I've had some fresh perspectives on it. And and honestly, hearing from people who are at the shows, humanizes it a little and gets me to listen to it. And, um, some of those British shows are really getting to me. I didn't like the Wembley show that put me off. I was like, Oh, this isn't that great guys. Come on. But the shows before that I think Edinburgh is one. It's pretty good. I mean they were a good band. It's not like they played poorly. It's just, you know, the music, you know, it didn't it didn't really move me much. Although satisfaction guaranteed was amazing. Top top shelf. And uh Live Midnight Moonlight was good. I don't like the album version. And uh, I don't know. Anyways, let's wrap this up, folks, shall we? Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it very much. If you're of a mind to be a patron, consider it. If you're of a mind to leave me a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. It helps the search algorithms, everything every other podcaster says. It's true. Leave me a review. If you would, if you're of a mind, I would deeply appreciate it. And it would uh, directly affect me positively, no matter what you say. So thanks, thanks, thanks. Be nice to each other, and I hope everybody's happy everywhere forever.